Welcome to the Destiny Church 217 podcast, where we share the sermon of the week from Destiny Church. After the message, check out the show notes for links and more information on how to get connected with Destiny. Let's get into the message. It's good to be home. We have been gone for a week, and uh, <clears throat> we did a lot while we were gone. If you're unaware, we sent a team of 11 to uh, Guatemala with uh, Wayne and Jenny Munson, some missionaries that we support, and they're actually tuned in online today, so we welcome them uh, to the service. They wanted to dip in and see what was going on and hear the testimonies as well. So in just a minute, we're going to show a video, and then I'm going to ask the team to come up while the video is playing and line up over here, and then we'll have a seat and give each of them a, a minute or two to tell you something that impacted them. What you're going to see in this video is we arrived in the Guatemala City, and uh, from there we loaded into a, a van and a truck, and off we went, uh, I think maybe three hours, uh, three and a half hours down towards the coast. Uh, in the video, it says the middle of nowhere. Uh, as the location on the map, uh, the uh, place that we built the church, or scrap, excuse me, built the house, uh, I don't think another car went by the entire time we were there uh, that week. Uh, a couple of people came by on bikes and a couple of people walked by, but this is probably one of the most remote places uh, that I've had uh, to build. There were five guys that went, and uh, very thankful for each of them. We nearly, all of our bodies were pretty broken down by the end of the week, but we Nearly completed the house. We don't do the roof or the floors, the doors or the windows. What we do is we do the cinder block work. And so these guys worked like dogs and got the walls up uh, in, in the week. It was actually like two missions trips because every day we would go off to the building site and the remaining gals, they would all go off and do women's ministry in, in different churches, three different churches, uh, hundreds of women, uh, 4,000 pounds of food was given away. Every woman got a gift bag. And all that, of course, cost lots of money. Everyone paid their way to go on the trip. Um, and then we took an offering here a couple months ago. And that, along with uh, monies from the Newton Project, which is Cheryl and I are both a part of, uh, at the passing of her nephew a couple years ago, uh, um, there were funds that were donated to build in his honor. And so all of that took care of this trip. A lot, a lot of money, a lot, a lot of time, and a lot, a lot of sacrifice by this team. Can you put your hands together and welcome the mission team to the platform this morning? I want to welcome Wayne and Jenny and Andreas, uh, their son. Uh, the three of them were quite a blessing helping us. Uh, you can imagine that during the pandemic, uh, uh, the pandemia, as they say there in uh, Spanish, uh, things were pretty locked down and locked down tight and some strange ways of keeping people safe, some of which just didn't make sense. Um, early on, traveling from one community to the other, they would make you stop at the border of the town and then they would spray Clorox on the wheels of your tires so you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't bring COVID into their community. So, you know, we all didn't know anything a year and a half ago. And so uh, it's lightened up there. Masks were mandated by law there for us while we were there. And so just like the scripture says, when we're 
when we're there, we do whatever we can do to, to win as many as we can. And so uh, we thank Wayne and Jenny for, for their love and devotion and, and helping us uh, accomplish these, these great things. I want to thank everyone who gave uh, to those who have gone and uh, also thinking that, you know, those who stay behind and take care of the kids and mow the grass and do all that stuff, there's a lot of giving that happens there too. I asked uh, Aaron, because our worship leader this morning, how he did because his wife and mother-in-law were gone. And he goes, oh, me and the kids had about three come to Jesus moments uh, <laughs> while, while they were gone. So there was a lot, there was a lot to be said for those who uh, participated in that way too. So uh, at that, I'm going to have people come up and uh, share just a minute or two uh, something that impacted them. From the, I don't know what they're going to say. This is unrehearsed, so we'll see what happens. Who wants to, you want to start here or start in the front? We'll go this way. You'll be last. Let's start right here with Ariel. Everybody, this is Ariel Dearman. Hold that close. There you go. Yes, hello. Um, this whole trip was absolutely amazing. And I was actually blessed with this trip. So I've been waiting to go for six years, and then, bam, all of a sudden it happened. I was thankful I get to go with my mom for the first time. So it was just a really amazing trip. But I think the thing that really just touched my heart is that through all the women's events that we did through the week, they made us dinner, and it's just like complete strangers. Like, I don't know who these women are, but they opened their homes, and they opened um, their arms to me, and they fed me the best that they had, and it's just crazy. Like, we went there to serve them, but they served us, and they don't realize how much they spoke to us when they just, they offered us their best, and it was just so humbling. Like, they, they have dirt floors, and they, they don't have much, but they gave everything they had to us, and it was just like man, like that just, it really spoke to my heart. I was just so thankful to be able to be a part of this trip and to really experience something that it's, you, you can't define what it was. So it just, it was absolutely amazing to experience. I think everyone should get a chance to, to, to experience something like this because it's not only are you going to serve, but you got served. And my heart was so incredibly full and I just, something I'll hold with me forever. So it was just amazing. Great. Thanks, Ariel. Stacy. Everybody, this is Stacy. Say, hey, Stacy. I was the birthday girl. <laughs> um, the best birthday gift I could ever ask God for. I don't think it can be topped. But um, this was my first time going, and I so enjoyed myself. I can't wait to go back. But what I what stuck out to me, uh, so many things, but I'm, I can't t tell you everything. But the fact that the women, I didn't know their language. I knew poquito, very little. <laughs> and... Um, they still came to me and still tried to talk to me, wanted to take pictures, and they just loved on us, and we came there to love on them. Not only that, they didn't just, we didn't just go to give them food and give them gifts, which we did, but when Jenny called up the women to, you know, get prayed for or give their life, I mean, they flocked up there to get whatever they could receive from God. The prayer, the people gave their lives and there was such a language barrier. But when we pray for them, we can still feel the power of God. And even though we were praying in English, they were, the things were breaking off of them. Like, not to get into it, one lady, there was a spirit that came out of her she got delivered from. So many of them was falling out on the floor being slain in the spirit. Language is not a um, a barrier. 
when you are doing God and with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit knows all languages. And um, I just encourage you guys to go anytime you can. Don't let you not knowing what they speak be thing to hold you back. So, yeah. Amen. Thanks, Stacy. Greg? This is Greg. How much time do I get? You have two to three minutes. Two to three minutes. Okay, and uh, in thinking about a testimony of having gone to Guatemala, uh, I could probably use about an hour. You have two to three minutes. Two to three minutes. Okay. <laughs> Throughout my life, when I've talked to people who've traveled other places, done mission trips, uh, whether here or abroad, the one thing that comes through is everyone tells the same theme, theme of love, theme of sharing, theme of getting back more than you gave. Um, you can talk, you can tell your stories, you can tell them for hours to people. And he only gave me two to three minutes. So, <laughs> so the thing is, is it's, it's giving, it's caring, it's receiving, it's loving, loving on the people of Guatemala, um, gaining new relationships with people, excuse me, um, truly bonding. We use words like humbling, resetting, amazing, um, rejuvenation, all of the above. Thanks, Greg. Ben? This is Ben Cook. Morning, y'all. Step on up here, if you would. <laughs> um, biggest thing is we weren't there just to build a house. This was more than a house. This was a legacy that we were called to leave behind for Luis, for Luis's future family, for Luis's future generations. It's so easy to get caught up in this physical world where everything will eventually disappear. Everything will eventually end. Everything will dissolve. But God tells us to store things up in heaven and to have the opportunity from all of you guys to go and do that is so humbling and earth shattering to me. Thank you. I cannot humble myself enough for you guys. You've done so much. Even though you didn't go, you let us go. So thank you. As a family, thank you. Thanks, Greg. Nora? Praise the Lord. Good job. Everybody, this is Nora, of course. No, Nora? Good morning. Um, you know, that song that we use for the video is actually uh, Jenna's message, you know, about freedom and going to these villages, you know, um, it's my first time of doing it this way. And the message is, you know, what does it feel to be free? That when God passes by, he does not bypass you. And we were there in every community, not passing any single woman by. And I was taking pictures a lot, taking videos, and I do observe women coming in. The moment that they sat down, they, some, some of them just breaks down. And so you watch them, and I'm glad that we're not praying to them, but praying to God, because the moment that you touch them and pray for them, they just kind of like melt, and like crying. And I believe that, you know, with just the touch and the, and, and the hug and the prayers, it gives them a sense of hope 
of connection. And I believe that there was the message of freedom that Jenny was preaching, the message of hope, the message of healing was also released during that time. So yes, you know, the gifts, the service just gave us the opportunity to actually send the message that God did not bypass you. And that's the message for every one of us that God will not bypass you, whatever, wherever you are at. So be connected. And I would say every morning, just be connected to God who knows your needs. Amen. Thank you, Nora. Lizzie. This is Lizzie. I just Who, by praise. the way, gave all of her testimonies in Spanish, by the way. <laughs> which <she was> like. <laughs> I praise God for the opportunity. It was beautiful. That's all I can say. It's beautiful. I mean, and that wonderful word, humbling. Um, they received such a smile. Um, you could tell that they were so happy. Even if we wouldn't have brought any gifts, they were hungry. The spirit, their spirit was so hungry for the word. You could tell for the prayers for them, for us to just be out there with them, a hug. Some of them a, a little reluctant, but boy, when you were able to go like this, they went, they came in. They All they wanted was just that touch, that touch, not just from us, from God. And so I was blessed and I was so thankful. And I told them the other night that I feel like a millionaire because, man, mm-hmm. what we have, right. we should be just so thankful for and not even complain about our toilets plugging up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I am so thankful. And God just, he really opened, he opened me up to so many different things. I, I don't speak a lot. But let me tell you, he has touched me. Bless Lord. Right. I want to go back. <laughs> I want to go back. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Val. Praise the Lord. This is Val. Everybody say hey, Val. Yeah. All right, step up here, Val. It was amazing. I'm so honored to get to go. I thank God. Thank the Lord that he let me go. Um, I think he handpicked this team. Everyone had a part. And it was just just such a blessing when I was even packing this stuff to go, just to be able to give. And then Jenny and Wayne are such fruitful ministers, and they're so excellent at what they do. They had this, Jenny had planned these women's meetings, and the pastors who we went to these areas had never had a women's meeting before. They said it was monumental. It was like the first time. And there were like, you know, 75, 80 women would show up, and they we blessed them all with gifts, and and then Jenny had bought, she had, um, had bought prizes and they had this drawing and it was just exciting and fun for them. But when it was ministry time, they just all flowed up. And 
apparently with COVID, they had been locked up, and some of the pastors told us that they hadn't been able to come to church. And so there was a lot of uh, women's abuse, and there was a lot of uh, domestic violence going on, and, you know, all these kids, and they didn't even get to go outside. They were locked in their homes, and these homes are not, you know, big. And so uh, they all came, and they just would come up and just weep and weep and weep, and the Holy Spirit was just pouring out. So please remember these women and all the fruitfulness that was there, that God would just continue to work, and that the breakthrough that we got would continue. And I just thank God for my time that I got to go. Thank you, Val. Good job. Daryl? This is Val's husband, the better half of the, no, that's the better half, sorry, yeah. I didn't know, you know, you know. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, this is Daryl. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <clears throat> this is my fourth time going, and um, it was like the best one of the four, like Eric's sermons, you know, every time I hear his sermon, I'm like, that was the best one. <laughs> but um, I just want to point out these two young men back here, um, Devin and Ben, um, those those are our Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These guys, these guys are men of God. They show it. They act like it, and it's such a great testimony. So I'm going to tell one quick story. Okay, there's this. Wayne was talking about this young man. You saw him on the video. He was like the first young man that they showed. His name was Mark. He was Martin. holding that Martin. little bag of marbles. His name is Martin. Yeah, and he's Luis's brother. So <clears throat> Wayne was saying that this this young man sits at home all day. He just doesn't have anything to do nobody really cares about him he doesn't have a mentor in his life and so for him to be able to come to the on the trip and to work with us and to um, carry the block and mix the mud and you know open the sacks I mean it was just a it was just a thrill for him so he cuts himself opening one of the sacks with a machete and so he has this about one inch it's not really that big a deal to you know you and me or whatever but it's like a little one inch cut and he's and he's and he starts crying so you know i go over and i say come on come on i had brought my little first aid kit kind of deal with me and so i took the thing i cleaned his finger off and then i put the neosporine on and then i put a band-aid on then i took a string because band-aids don't stick it's so humid the tight little string on it and um <clears throat> so He looked up at you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he smiled as if to say, somebody cares about me. This is Devin, whose luggage got lost but returned at 4 a.m. this morning. Four in the morning. All right. Hold that up close. Okay. So the thing for me this time that touched me the most was Luis. Uh, he's the same age as me. We're both 22. That's who we built the home for. Yeah. And he has land and a house, and he's my age. But it wasn't that that I look up to. It was um, how he got it. Someone wiser than him gave him some advice, and he was obedient to it. And that was how he was able to get those things. And so the thing I took away from it is I need to listen to people wiser than me, and I need to open my ears and listen to the advice they have for me and actually put that into my life. Maybe get connected. Right, Jeremy? <laughs> so. Love you, Devin. Thanks, buddy. 
Wow. Yeah, so wonderful team. Proud to link arms with them, impressed with them, thankful to be a part. I felt like we had each other's back. I could hear their armor behind me clanking. If somebody needed something, we're there for each other. And I just love them so much. And um, they represented you well as Destiny Church. And they represented the kingdom of God. They took Jesus with them. So very um, kingdom of God perspective. And um, the first pastor who said, this is a historical event. We've never done a women's day like this. I say, wow, I was part of a historical event? Man, ladies, we were part of a historical event. That's amazing. And then, you know, we'll get feedback and we will start to hear stories and how these women were blessed. And one of the conferences, a pastor's wife remembered Eric and I from years ago. Her daughter is now 13. When Eric and I were there years ago, her daughter was two and a half-ish. And they had a Polaroid picture and their older son of the gifts that Eric and I had given them. And she brought this Polaroid picture to me and showed me 10 years later that they had saved a picture. And she asked me if Eric was on the trip with. And I'm like, people, that's, that's a testimony that she would even remember me and bring out that picture. It's like, Oh my goodness, I am so blessed. The Lord has been so, so faithful. So, so faithful. And um, building that house, I, might, I didn't so much as pick up a grain of sand. But um, that's not my mode of operandi. But to be a part of that, um, it was the end of the Newton Project money. We may collect more in the future. Or we may not, I don't know. But we had collected money when my nephew died, uh, when my dad died, when my mom died. And I, when I called my brother and sister-in-law and I said, are you going on the trip? They couldn't go this time. And they said, use the money however you see fit. Whatever you and Eric see the biggest need, put the money there. And so I just thank God. He has been so, so faithful to me in every turn. And so to build a house for a young single man, that meant the world to me because that's a testimony to my nephew. His legacy lives on. A young man who probably wouldn't, who knows when he would have got a home, has now a home. And so I'm very thankful for that. And um, I always get challenged when I go, and I always like to hang around people that make me better, that challenge me to be a stronger Christian, that um, set such an example for me. And that's Jenny and Wayne. And they're some of our best friends. And Jenny always just challenges me to be better as a woman of God working in the kingdom, and I'm so thankful for them, and they do have a heart for missions, and I'm always thankful that they have a kingdom mentality, and all of us are sisters and brothers of, in Christ. And it says in John 13, 35, they will know we are his disciples. How? By our love. So I challenge myself, yeah, I can go, and I give gifts, and I love doing it, and I'm very humbled and feel responsible for how God's blessed me with abundance in America. And so I say, here, do people know I'm a Christian because I wear a cross? Because I say I'm a pastor's wife, that I go to Destiny Church? Or do people know I'm a Christian because of the love I show them in the day-to-day, -day, in the workplace, in the grocery store? Do, do they know that? And um, that's one of the desires of my heart, that I always set a good example and that I 
um, represent Christ to the best of my ability. And so I thank God I got to be a part of a historical event. And um, you can be proud of every one of these people, and I am, and I got to know them very well. It was a small team. And I honestly kind of liked that the men did their thing and the women did their thing because how often you get to spend a whole day with awesome women, eating lunch, doing ministry, you know, it was awesome for me. I loved it. And um, if you have any questions about going, like, could I do it? Could I take the heat? Would I be scared? Do I have anything to offer? Hey, if I can go... In my little comfort zone, anybody could go, <laughs> right? If I can do this, anybody can do this. And so all of you have, you know, the ability to hug somebody. That's one thing I have a hard time with the masks. You don't see people's faces. And so when you don't speak, in the, la speak the language, you hope they see a smile in your eyes. But, you know, I, I was kind of one that the mask came down so they could see that I was smiling at them because I wanted them to know that and that... Um, we were there because Jesus loved them. We were his hands extended. And I just give glory to God. I've been there so many times. And this was definitely one of my favorite trips. And um, yeah, so thank you for letting Eric and I go and take a team and be blessed and pray about it. You may be next. Amen. You just may be next. And broaden your world a little bit. Go to Samaria and Judea and to the uttermost parts of the world and tell them about Jesus, because it's the same Jesus there that is here. And so I know we went through COVID too, but let me tell you, not like they did. And so kudos to you. Love y'all. I'm honored to represent you. And uh, God bless y'all. Wonderful. That's great. I want, I want to point something out, and that's what you didn't hear, which is, oh, man, the food was terrible. Man, the bathrooms were horrible. Ah, the, the hotel, you didn't hear any of that. I mean, they weren't the best bathrooms, right? I, the last hotel I was at, I could literally sit on the toilet and brush my teeth in the sink at the same time as how close it was together. I didn't do that, but you, you, could, you can imagine. But that's what you didn't hear. You heard, you, you, you heard people whose hearts were touched and changed, they were ministered to. Um, and uh, I'll tell you why that is. You know, the Bible is full of paradox. Two statements that are true, but when put together, they seem like, that doesn't sound like they can both be true at the same time. Um, I want to read you a scripture. I think I gave this to you, Joey, Matthew 25, beginning at verse uh, 34. We go on a mission trip 90% of the time with a mentality, man, we're going to take Jesus. We're going to take Jesus with us, Right? We're going to show them Jesus. We're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's true. But the other side of the equation is why these people stand up here and cry and why they weep and why their hearts are touched. 
Then the king will say to those to his right, Come, you are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom, prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry. He's speaking first person, talking about himself. Okay? I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. I was the stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was the sick one, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous, who are now on his right in heaven, turn to him and answer him and say, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and thirsty and naked and needing clothes and sick or in prison? And then verse 40, then the king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for the least of these, my brothers of mine, you did for me. So did we take Jesus? Yes. But the reason we're so impacted and changed is because we spent a week with Jesus. We were ministering to Jesus, like the woman who broke the alabaster jar on dirty feet. You don't think about the smell or the dirt or the heat. Not when you see the need. And so Cheryl said, you may have a thousand reasons why. Gosh, I, I don't know if I could do that. Yes, you could do that. Because when you get there, there's the Holy Spirit comes along and helps you. And you can, you can do it. Oh, it's hard. I'm not going to sell it, sell it soft. I mean, it's difficult. It's hot. It's all of those things. Strange food, strange land, strange language. It's all of that. But that's not what you heard in these testimonies. And I didn't know what any of them were going to say. They stood up and they said, man, my heart was touched. My, my life was changed. To see that little brother of Luis, Martin, when he went to get the machete and then he sliced his finger. I mean, we're not talking about a surgical tool. We're talking about a bush machete, you know. And then Daryl patched him up. Up until that point in the week, a day or two in, he was pretty tough. When you're 13 years old in the middle of nowhere, and you got no family, and you, that's it. I mean, he was working like a man. He was there turning, the, turning the, the mud and lifting the block, 13 years old. But then when I turned, I saw he had cut his finger. He was bleeding pretty good. He was crying, and I was reminded he's only 13 years old. And I, and I can only imagine what he was thinking. I don't know what to do. I have no one to take care of me. What am, I, what am I supposed to do with this? And for Daryl to step up and bandage it up. It reminds me, on one occasion, an expert of the law stood up to test Jesus. This is in Luke chapter 10, verse 25. Teacher asks, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Well, what is written in the law? Jesus replied, how do you read it? And the, and the expert, the know-it-all, <laughs> answered, well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your strength, all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's the know-it-all answer, sure. You've answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. 
but he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Because he still thinks he's right. And Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to the village of Jericho, where he fell into the hands of a robber and stripped him of his clothes and beat him, went away, leaving him half dead. A holy person, a saved person, a priest, a righteous person passed by, but they went down the other side. So too a Levite came to that place, saw him, passed on the other side. But then a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, when he saw, he took pity on him, and he went to him, and he bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and then he put the man on his own donkey, which means now he was walking. Took him to an inn to take care of him. The next day, he took out two silver coins, because it always costs to minister. Gave them to the innkeeper. He said, look after him. And when I, will re when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. You have the know-it-all, then you have the give-it-all. The know-it-all versus the give-it-all is the difference between sheep and goat. It's the difference between the righteous and the unrighteous. It's the difference who, between people who just know how to talk Christianese and those who really do it. You tracking with me okay? It's not, not enough just to know it, know the right answers. Come to church every Sunday and just be able to re, re, repeat. You got to be able to do it, and it's going to cost you to do it. And that's why I'm here today to say thank you to this team, because they did it all. They paid it all. They paid a heavy price. Some of them on their bodies, too. Every time I turn around, Daryl's bleeding. <laughs> Daryl's bleeding. Greg's bleeding. I'm bleeding. The two young guys, their skin's like rubber. They never get cut. But us old folks, we get cut. We're bleeding. I will reimburse you for any extra expense that you might have. He didn't even know what the bill was going to be. This team didn't even know what it was going to cost them once they paid the money to go. So Jesus said in verse 36, which of these three do you think was the neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And the expert of the law replied, the one who had mercy, the one who actually did something, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus said, go do that. Go do that. And I know the, the antithesis of foreign missions is domestic missions. What we do in our own backyard, what you do at work, going the extra mile, helping somebody out, picking up the hitchhiker, buying somebody lunch in the name of Jesus. Because you know there's a difference between buying somebody lunch and buying somebody lunch in the name of Jesus. Picking somebody up on the side of the road and picking somebody up in the side of, on the side of the road with Jesus. Hey, the Lord, hey. And you start talking about the Lord. Or you do something, hey, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for that. Don't praise me for that because then you got your reward. You praise the Lord for that. And that's called being a missionary right where you live every day. Yeah, so there's a challenge that when we go, and we go about once a year, 
is that you say, okay, this is going to cost me. Every one of these people had reasons not, not to go or I couldn't make it. I don't know. It's going to be hot. The bugs are big there. Oh, there was one really big bug in one church service. Remember that big bug? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're there. But you don't, that's not the stuff you, you concentrate on. I mean, when, ta- when Paul's, Paul's on his missionary journeys, he, he goes, oh, yeah, by the way, I got in a shipwreck. That's not the emphasis. So, the know-it-all and the give-it-all. I want to thank you for being a give-it-all church. It's, it's an amazing thing what this body of believers does. Yeah, it's the first team they've had in 18 months, I think, down there, which is qu- quite a deal because we had to decide to take this trip back in January when we were still totally locked down. So people to go, oh, yeah, we're going to go. And Wayne and Jane like, I hope you can get in the country even at all. But uh, we took a COVID test to get in. We took a COVID test to get out. I didn't like taking a COVID test. I hate COVID tests. I don't want to ever do it again. But what you get in return to share the love of Jesus in that capacity, that's nothing. Nobody stood up here and complained about taking a COVID test. Nobody stood up here and complained about having to wear a mask. They were all thankful for the opportunity to minister Jesus and to minister to Jesus. The give-it-alls, that's you. That's you. I mean, all these people, not only did they pay their own way, but they gave offerings they gave offerings to Andreas, to Jenny, to Wayne, to Luis, to Jorge, to all the workers that were there. We gave offer. I don't think anybody came home with any money in their pockets at all. So uh, my, my, uh, my, my heart of appreciation to this team is, is just overflowing and full. Why don't you stand with me this morning? Father, we thank you for the, your glory with us today. We thank you for our time of worship. We thank you for hearts that are tenderized by your Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you that uh, even when we don't know what we're doing, when we stumble into a foreign country, not knowing up from down, that there's people like Wayne and Jenny and Andreas to help us and to lead us. By the power of your Spirit, Lord, that you would give us new opportunities this week as we move through our own places of ministry, our jobs, our homes, our families. Some of you may be going home to a mission field, they'll know you are Christians by your love not a smart reply not guilt but by your love so Lord take our hearts today and tenderize them remove a heart of stone and put a heart of flesh let us know that we know that we know that you're right here with us in the hard place Sure, we've got carpet, we've got televisions and air conditioning, and they've got dirt floor and nothing. But Lord, you made us all the same with a hole in our heart that can only be filled with you. So if you're here this morning and, and you're needing that hole in your heart filled with the love and passion and forgiveness of Christ, this is the moment. So I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it all. You don't have to understand. You just receive just like those women at those events. They didn't understand what was being said, but they received the gift. So today, you may not understand all that is about Jesus, but 
that hole in your heart is yearning right now, saying, I've, I, I know this is right. Jesus said of himself, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. No one will get to heaven except through me. So if that's your desire this morning, or maybe you want to recommit your life, would you just lift your hand with me this morning? Everybody that's saved, just raise your hand. Everybody that just loves the Lord, just, just lift your hand to heaven. Here we are, Jesus. We are so broken without you. We are a wretch. We are undone unless we have your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Nothing we've done could deserve the goodness that you've given us. Just accept the gift of salvation through your son, Jesus. We confess him as our Lord and Savior. Right now, come in our lives, make us fresh and new, and give us another chance at life. A fresh start today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we conclude this podcast, we want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please consider subscribing to receive our weekly podcast on your device. Check out the show notes for links to our website, more information about this message, or to support our ministry. You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, your place for real, relevant relationships.